Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco. This is episode 173 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser as we break down our 2020 tight end free agents. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Yo, what up, TCK Potters? Sky and Lucas back with you. We are breaking down the tight ends this time around. If you missed our episode on Tuesday, it was the wide receivers and, of course, last week, quarterbacks and running backs as well. It's a free agency breakdown on every position, fantasy relevant at least. Make sure you go and tune into those previous episodes. Lucas, how are we doing today, man? All right, so two things. Yes, one of these tight ends is going to be playing with Tom Brady next year. Let's just get that out of the way. We'll tell you who that's going to be in this episode. And the other one is one of these tight ends will be replacing Jordan Reed finally. He will not be in the top 10 in ADP anymore. So we will get into this. (laughs) Oh, man, we're off to a hot start. Jordan Reed, yo, there is a guy that kind of carried fantasy teams for, it seemed like a decade, but it was probably about three years. It's because he's still, every year, he's like top 10 ADP. It's because the tight end position sucks. So every year it happens. And everyone's like, oh, this is the year. And then before even like halfway through the offseason, yep, injured after the whole rest of the year. The best thing about Jordan Reed, man, was definitely not that I wish injuries on anybody. I don't. But him getting hurt and leaving room for my boy Vernon Davis, who, of course, who, of course, who, of course, now, now he is, he's retired. Uh, But, uh, you know, the OG 49ers definitely appreciate some Vernon Davis who allowed Alex Smith to actually have a career in San Francisco. Anyway. Let's move on. That's that's. I think that's about two minutes more Jordan Reed than I thought we were going to talk about today. But I appreciate yeah, you uh, me too. Me too. turning back turning back the clock a little bit. Let's jump right into it, man. Austin Hooper, first tight end uh, free agent to discuss. Uh, seventy five catches, seven hundred eighty seven yards, six touchdowns. He'll be twenty five. Hooper has improved across the board in each of his first four seasons. He only played 13 games in 2019, but set career highs with 97 targets, 75 yards or 75 catches, excuse me, 787 yards and six touchdowns. He was also overshadowed by Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, of course, but he still managed to finish as the tight end three in fantasy points per game and tight end six overall, as he did in 2018. The Falcons have not disclosed whether they will resign Hooper or not, uh, but I think they would be silly not to personally. Um, if he does leave, he's going to be the top free agent tight end on the market this year. Um, he won't be without a team for very long. I just read today uh, that owner Arthur Blank uh, was saying that, you know, he's in the discussion that it's just too early and they do all that owner, coaches, general manager speak this time of year where they don't know, blah, blah, blah. They all know what the fuck they're going to do. They just don't tell us yet. But um, he did mention that uh, Austin Hooper's in the mix. I I think they'd be foolish to let him go. He's young. He's a fucking stud. He's a red zone threat. He's got wheels. He's made big plays. He's a perfect complement for Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley for Matt Ryan. Um, I think he really rounds out that passing game for the Falcons. One of my favorite tight ends in the league, quickly creeping into that top three discussion uh, every year. If he leaves Atlanta, I think he goes immediately to uh, New England. What can you add about Austin Hooper? So I was all bored the returning to the Falcons train until I realized they don't have any money. They are sitting at six million cap right now. 
They're going to clear some of that up by getting rid of Vic Beasley, which they already stated they are. And they just recently stated that they are going to get rid of Devontae Freeman. Yep. But this is the year now that they have the uh, out in the contract, if you want to call it. So right now they can cut him for six mil dead cap. Whereas if they wait next year, it's about 9.5 mil. So obviously that's more. So this is the year they're going to do it. But if they cut him, they're sitting at no money. Like, right, if you just take that money away. So they're going to have to work something out. I, I don't know where that's going to happen. I don't know who they can get rid of because, like we mentioned uh, last or yeah, last episode with uh, Devontae Freeman being a free agent, they are in a win-now window as much as it didn't seem like it was last year. So I don't know how this is going to happen for the money situation. Obviously, they could tag him. I don't know if Hooper wants that because, obviously, we know tight ends don't stay very long at the top in the league. So, it, I don't know. It's just hard to tell. So, this is where I said I'm going to come out and say it, Redskins because Ron Rivera is now the coach of the Redskins, and he saw firsthand from him twice a year how he plays on the Panthers. I like that. So, I think, like I said, he's going to replace Jordan Reed. And if Jordan Reed somehow stays healthy and you have a Hooper-Jordan Reed duo to – help out your lack of receiver talent I think it's just too good to be true and I think if he goes with the Redskins I think his value goes up honestly just he's gonna get way more targets Rivera's gonna know how to get him the ball underneath which is huge for PPR yeah he has Haskins but I mean Haskins would benefit more with a tight end than he would with a receiver throwing the ball downfield so I think Redskins is ultimately where he falls I don't think the Patriots have the money after they get Brady back to kind of throw the contract he might want so I really like the Redskins in this spot, but I could see the Falcons somehow working it out to get it back after what he did last year. Cause he was the tight end one, I think in the first eight weeks or something. So he definitely proved himself last year. Yeah, he was smashing. And you know, if uh, Julio or Calvin Ridley go down, I mean, he just skyrockets up. I, I totally agree with pretty much all of your takes. I, I just, I feel like with Freeman, inevitably leaving uh Atlanta it seems like uh them probably going young rookies whatever um I think they'll be just fine and save some money there and they can sign him back to see what happens um it just makes too much sense for Atlanta if he does leave I mean we already talked about quarterbacks and we discussed Tom Brady last week so we're not going to go into that too deep but money wise the Raiders have come out and said they basically potentially want to give them 60 mil whatever the Patriots essentially are about half that um, so we'll see what happens with, with that signing. The Patriots need a tight end. We saw how dominant they were for a decade with Gronkowski. I'm not saying Austin Hooper's necessarily Gronkowski, but he could be, he could, he could be, if he could be, if he was in new England. Um, I don't hate the, uh, Redskins take actually, but I, 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 kind of want to we're going to go into we're going to get into greg olson later in this episode we'll discuss this mm-hmm. a little bit deeper so i won't spill the beans too much but he's been in touch with uh with the redskins as well with his old coach ron rivera in carolina now in washington obviously so a lot of moving parts ultimately i think austin hooper stays in atlanta ultimately where, what do you think happens with him i'm gonna go redskins i'm feeling good about that one um and i guess i'll get i'll give my take for greg olson kind of going against kind of the crowd on that one. But I think Redskins um, fall back up with the Falcons. They'll make it happen somehow. 
deal. All right, let's move on here. Another big name, of course, uh, Hunter Henry. Um, both of these guys were kind of in that four, five, six, uh, the, the second three, uh, the, 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 the second big three, I guess you could call it for fantasy last year um, with, uh, of course, Evan Ingram and uh, my boy OJ Howard, who everybody uh, picked in the fourth round. Um, yikes. Anyway, Hunter Henry, uh, 55 catches, 652 yards, five touchdowns, also just 25. Henry, along with Hooper, will be one of the top options this year. Uh, and a stud tight end if he leaves the Chargers. Henry's issues, as fantasy owners know uh, all too well, unfortunately, is his injury history. He's yet to play 16 games in his four seasons, including missing all of 2018 with a torn ACL and another four games last year uh, with a knee fracture. His production, when healthy, is on par with the top three tight ends in the league, and he's basically can't produce consistently with these injuries. That's the biggest flaw with Henry, of course. Um, he's yet to surpass 55 receptions, 660 yards in a season, and had um, eight touchdowns as a rookie with Antonio Gates in the mix. So we know that the upside is certainly there for Hunter Henry and his, um, his potential, his talent, his speed, everything else. Um, a promising note for Henry was that his first two games back in 2019 after the knee fracture resulted in eight catches, hundred yards and two touchdowns. And then the next week, six catches and 97 yards uh, before playing the rest of the season um, for the chargers. So obviously he came back and bounced back strong off an of injury. They're still young, which helps a lot with injuries. Like most of the players in the NFL, if he stays healthy, he could be a premier option at his position. Losing rivers is definitely going to shake things up. Uh, for the Chargers, but if they got, let's say, Tom Brady, who's a similar but better quarterback, I think, at this point, than Phillip Rivers, or a rookie uh, taken, I think he'll be a nice safety blanket, similar to my take with uh, Melvin Gordon when we discuss running backs. Um, he uh, also fills out that tight end position with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the outside and a stable of versatile backs there for the Chargers. So, again, just like Austin Hooper, he's going to make a great asset to any team that he goes to if he leaves L.A., but to me, I don't think they're going to find a better position at tight end right away. And with all the, the other options there right now for the Chargers, he just makes the most sense to stay. Um, I think he stays in L.A. And I think both of these guys return back home for 2020. Yeah, I think that last point you said that he just automatically makes the team that next level is huge. It is true. Like you look at well, – I mean, let's just list off teams that need a tight end. Patriots, Bears – Chargers, Falcons. I mean, like, because obviously the Chargers and Falcons don't have a tight end right now, so they both need a tight end. Um, uh, there's a ton of teams that could use a tight end. Bills ultimately could. Dawson Knox is good, but I don't think he's the the next level tight end. So you look at teams that I think are actually going to be in the running. I think Bears, Chargers, uh, Falcons, I think are going to be Hooper or nothing. And I think the Patriots. And I think all, the Chargers, Patriots, and Bears are all in contention for Hunter Henry. The team that needs one the most, I think, is the Bears. So I'm going to put in the Bears for Hunter Henry. Because if you look at, not this year, but last year, Trey Burton was fantasy relevant. He was not good. He was just fantasy relevant because they used him. He was hurt last year. We saw a drop off. Obviously, that's not why, like, the Bears were bad. They just didn't have a tight end or whatever. But just having that athletic profile player on top of Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Matt Nagy, offensive genius – like, the, that just boosts the team so much more and gets them back into that playoff stint, I think. And you can kind of – I think this is the one position where 
these guys are going to get locked up and making tight ends in the draft worthless because at this point they are. Like, I barely watch any film on it because they just kind of suck. Like, I mean, no, no one's really that great. So I think that the Bears ultimately get Hunter Henry, but I don't think the Chargers are far off. I think it's pretty even. Um, kind of like what we mentioned, if they get a rookie quarterback, we think the Chargers might get both guys back because that's what's best for the rookie. It's kind of the same thing with Hunter Henry. They might just load everything back up on offense and say, here, Justin Herbert, go for it. Like, you are – because he is a pro-ready quarterback. He could do it. I think Hunter Henry's a key point to that sort of uh, outlook kind of for both the Chargers and the Bears. So, I think one of those teams is the two that will land him. Love it. I think that was a great great breakdown. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there. Let's move on to Eric Ebron. Uh, 31 catches, 375 yards, three touchdowns. Still somehow 26 years old. Yeah, uh, before – before I went down for the break, I thought Eric Ebron was like 34 or so, uh, but he's not. Good news, folks. He's still only 26 somehow. Ebron was every fantasy analyst's favorite regression candidate at the tight end position in 2019, and that's because he scored a ridiculous 13 receiving touchdowns in 2018. He also ran one in, believe it or not, and set career highs across the board. Many factors led to that, such as Doyle and T.Y. missing time and not having another quality receiving option for Indianapolis aside from Eric Ebron himself. All those analysts were spot on, of course, as Ebron's numbers were cut in half in targets, receiving yards, receptions. And the biggest drop of all was the touchdown production where he went from 13 receiving to three. Yes, you heard that correctly. That's 10 less touchdowns for Eric Ebron. Ebron has crazy talent, and he's huge, 6'4", 250. But other than his outlier season in 2018, he has yet to collect more than 75, uh, 65 receptions, 600 yards, or five touchdowns. His potential is still through the roof, but he hasn't really tapped outside of that in 2018. Uh, we'll see where he lands in 2020 as GM for the Colts. Uh, Ballard, who I know uh, Lucas likes a lot, has already mentioned that he'll probably move on uh, from Eric Ebron, and there will be plenty of interest, of course, again, for a huge body who has all the talent, just hasn't really put it together so far. Similar conversation probably to Hooper and Henry mm -hmm. in where he could land his asset to the team, an immediate spark to the offense, big red zone target, all this shit. The difference is I think Hooper and Henry could definitely stay put in Atlanta and L.A., Ebron is going to leave the Colts. Um, that being said, where do you see they drop him? Well, first off to start, I'm very thankful that now every week on the podcast, you will not have to ask me if I want to play Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle. I'm thankful for that because I never had an answer for that question. Uh, this player screams the Patriots for me. I, I totally just see agree. it. Like he's just, uh, he's good. Like he's literally, I could see him being a top five fantasy tight end easily post-signing and I think that will stick like if he goes to the Patriots and Brady returns I'm gonna be all on board but to a certain extent ADP all that stuff's gonna matter so we'll break that down as we go but I think that'd be huge because you're not gonna he's not coming in asking for seven to eight targets a game he's like here I'm gonna go block and then you're just gonna give me the ball in the red zone and I'm gonna go to work obviously we saw that two years ago when he had 14 touchdowns or 15 whatever you said and obviously he regressed but yeah, I mean, it was Brissett. The, the team kind of, I don't want to say gave up after Luck retired, but there was definitely a huge letdown. He was injured. They re-signed Jack Doro because I think that was the better move for them because Jack Doro fits what they're trying to do on that team. But, yeah, I think Patriots, this is just, I don't know. It, it just seems too good to be true to me if they get Brady back. And that allows them to kind of save some money on Hunter Henry and Hooper and go get 
AJ Green, even Amari Cooper, who knows, stuff like that. Um, so I love that placement for him. But I think he could be a good fallback for literally every team we've talked about, Redskins, Chargers, Bears. Like, I think he kind of fits everywhere because um, he's kind of a one-of-a-kind type of tight end for sure. Totally. Uh, Bills as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Ebron has a lot of potential. We'll, you know, we, uh, I think there was just so much hype on him coming out of North Carolina years yeah. ago, first rounder with the Lions, and he just never really hit it. Goes with the Colts, obviously explodes. Uh, it was 13 receiving touchdowns. He also ran one in on the goal line. So 14 total. Um, that particular season, 2018, Antonio Brown led the NFL with 15 touchdowns and Devonte Adams and Eric Ebron were tied for second. So a pretty incredible season for him, but obviously the regression was ridiculous. I will say this though, wherever he goes, Ebron is still, uh, I think a late round tight end grab, no matter where he ends up, if not earlier, if he's in it, like if he goes to the Patriots, he's going to be, he's going to be probably top eight uh, ADP tight ends. I would be yeah. sure just because people would assume he'd be Gronk, which he might be. Um, but if he goes like the Bears or the Bills or something else, I still think he's probably in the top 15 for me because he's the type of dude who could accidentally catch 10 touchdowns. And we know that with tight ends, if you catch a touchdown every other week, you're going to be a top six to eight tight end. Yeah. So Darren no matter Thomas. what, I think he's he's relevant. Yeah, oh, okay. I guess yeah. if, he go, if he goes to the Patriots and Hunter Henry returns, who are you drafting? Say same ADP, we won't count that in yet. Who would you draft straight up? If Brady is with the Patriots and Ebron goes to the Patriots, I'm going to take Ebron uh, because I don't know the quarterback situation. Even if it's my man Jay Herbs uh, for the Chargers, I'm going to take that because of the injury concern with Henry. Um, But that's a very close one as of right now. Now, of course, it's February. All that could change come August. But if you're throwing me in a in a vacuum right now, I'd probably go Ebron in that particular scenario. Um, if he goes to the Bears or the Bills or whatever, I'm gonna ride Henry. Yeah, I think it, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be huge for him this year. Cool. Let's move on. Let's talk about Greg Olson. Uh, we discussed him very briefly uh, when we were mentioning the Redskins earlier. Let's get into it now. Greg Olson, 52 catches, 580, uh, 97 yards, two touchdowns, 35 years old, 35 years old. Olsen is far from his dominant earlier days in his career, but he did bounce back from a number of injuries that derailed 2017 and 18. In 2019, he was a bust for the Panthers. Outside of Christian McCaffrey, I think the entire team somewhat was, uh, but and the emergence of DJ Moore definitely helped out. But Cam Newton um, obviously got hurt, and that kind of changed the entire dynamic of the, the Panthers in general. Um, Cam Newton isn't a great throwing quarterback. I think we can all agree at this point, even super-duper – Cam Truthers can, I mean, he's a great athlete, but he's not a great thrower. Maybe his shoulder will be a little bit better, but it was horrible the last two years. Um, but once he went down, Olsen had to rely on second and third string quarterbacks for the remainder of the season. Carolina and uh, Greg Olson have already mutually parted ways. So it's not a question of will he leave the Panthers, like all these other free agents, like they could still potentially come back. They've already essentially let him go. So the Panthers are moving on. It's a matter of uh, where does he end up? Um, he has vi- or he has already had visits at the time of this uh, conversation with the Redskins, the Bills, and the Seahawks. Um, but he, there's a note that he also might want to return to Chicago as well. Uh, if you're kind of late to the game on Greg Olson because he's been around so long, he actually started his career with the Bears. Not many people know that because it wasn't super fantasy relevant with the Bears until he went to Carolina. But he did have a number of uh, four seasons with uh, the Bears early in his career before joining the Panthers in 2011. 
Uh, we've seen Antonio Gates and Ben Watson play effectively well into their 30s. Olsen could certainly do that in the right position with good health. We've already mentioned uh, the connection with Ron Rivera in Washington, him potentially going back to the Bears as well. We know he's not going back to Carolina. The Bills, the Patriots, same old teams need tight ends. A lot of options here for Greg Olson. And even though he's old at 35 uh, and beat up uh, the last couple of years, still played pretty well. Um, doesn't look like he wants to go back to the uh, announcer's booth just yet. Um, quickly, I guess you said you were going to save your take for Greg Olson, so I'll give you the floor here. What happens with the, the seasoned veteran going into 35, 36 years old? Yeah, the big thing with him is we're going to know ahead of time. Um, no one else has gone on visits or made it clear. Obviously, he can't sign yet, but we're going to know pre-free agency where this man's going because it's more of a life decision for him than just a football decision, obviously, with the booth, with – kind of everything. I mean, he's 35. He's getting there to the point where he sh probably should be done, but he's just so good he's not done yet. So I think um, Bears or Redskins, I'm glad you said Bears because I was going to mention that. I think that's where he would – like, if he goes somewhere and plays football, he's going to go there. Rivera connection, old team connection. If he goes to the Bears, the Bears will probably use him and then draft a tight end. Uh, if they don't, go get Hunter Henry, which I'm hoping they do. If the Redskins get him, they'll just ride him and Jordan Reed. But ultimately, I think he goes to the booth. I think that it's best for him. Um, the guy we'll talk about later, not on YouTube, but on the podcast, Jason Witten. Hopefully, they both take over Booker's job on Monday nights because mm. it is terrible. Tight end um, special, baby. Oh, my gosh. That would be that, that would be so good for Monday Night Football. Like, oh, that'd be awesome. But, yeah, I think Bears or Redskins or he's retiring. Um, he's not going to keep trying to play, which – the part that's weird is both those teams aren't in Super Bowl contender mode. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's going to, like, I don't know. I don't see him signing with the Redskins just because they suck. Like, I don't think he wants to waste a career there. You could potentially throw a Brady dark horse um, if they, like, get a draft a guy in him or, I don't know, something like that. But, yeah, I think he's a big decision to make. So, we will know before the draft or before free agency, I will say that for sure. I agree. I'm going to throw Rob Gronkowski in the booth as well, and we'll do a trifecta tight ends. My question to you is you have two in the booth, you have one on the field. Who are your two analysts in the booth, and who do you have on the field with all that's, those tight ends? That's an easy question. Who do you think's on the field? It's got to be Gronk. Yeah, it's got to be Gronk, because I'm going to like take a shirt off or something, and all the Patriots fans when they're 3-13 and 13 next year will be like, oh, this is awesome. Like That's going to be their only hope in watching football next year. Shotgunning beers uh, down on the field with uh, yeah, Tony no, Saragusa? He's like 200 pounds now. He probably doesn't do that. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That would be a lot of fun. I dig it, man. I'm, I'm with you. I think Greg Olson continues to play another year or two, and uh, I think uh, Redskins just make the most sense uh, with Ron Rivera, even though he does want to go back to Chicago. I think that that uh, maturation is going to definitely help. Um, and we just saw that Nagy doesn't quite use uh, the tight end, and that's either because uh, Trey Burton's actually terrible or he just doesn't use the tight end. But nonetheless, Rivera does, did, and I think he will in Washington. One more name here for the YouTube channel, and then we'll discuss a few more on the podcast. Jacob Hollister, my boy. Hollister, 41 catches, 349 yards, three touchdowns, 26 years old. Hollister was traded uh, over from um, over to Seattle, excuse me, from New England and got a chance to shine when Will Disley tore his ACL for the Seahawks. Assuming Disley makes a full recovery, I see Seattle keeping him and Bill Belichick learning from his mistake releasing Jacob Hollister prematurely, bringing Hollister back to New England, uh, who are in dire need of a pass-catching tight end. I think that would be the cheapest option, and I feel like 
Belichick already knows what Hollister can do. Saw him actually do it in Seattle. Could be the cheapest option to bring him back for the Patriots. We're talking about all these big names going to help Tom Brady, but the reality is if Tom Brady goes to Oakland or anywhere else, it's not going to be the Gronk situation in New England. They're just a regular team. I think Hollister goes back to New England and uh, helps out at that position. Yeah, he's a utility tight end. We just saw it the way you played. Um, I'm assuming most of America watched Seattle. They were on all the Monday night, Sunday night games. He is not going to be a team's tight end one uh, by any means. Seattle just likes to overpay other players and not have depth at positions. So he he will be a wave two. Like we keep saying, the waves is how free agency works. If you actually go and look at it, that's how stuff works. There's, there's waves of tiers of players. He will be a complement to an already starting tight end, I think, or he'll be like a Patriots, and then they go draft one of the top end guys, which, like I said, I don't even know who it is because there's so many players that are just very athletic but very unpolished in this year's draft. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but I think Hollister's huge for an NFL team. Like I think it's just if you like take a step back, the guy can block, he can play fullback. He has reliable hands. He's just going to catch it and get you your first down, stuff like that that works. But that's definitely a Patriots-type player. I think he goes back to Seattle just because I think Pete Carroll knows what they have with him. Uh, Will Disley, yeah, he's good, but he's just kind of injured all the time or he's never really can put it together. Seattle doesn't really use a big-name tight end, so I think Hollister would just be a good long-term fit for like a three- or four-year deal uh, for that team for the future. If Hollister doesn't go to Seattle and doesn't go to New England, I could see him also landing in New Orleans, actually, to either take over for Jared Cook or be a nice secondary option, as you mentioned. The Bears and the Redskins, of course, we keep mentioning, could also use a reliable tight end. Also, the Bills. We haven't talked about the Bills too much, um, but the Bills were doing pretty well with Charles Clay back in the day uh, with Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor and whatnot, and, and they, uh, they, don't, they don't quite have uh, that tight end. I know Dawson Knox is a name, um, but I think that he'd be a nice uh, – dual threat there. So that'll wrap it up for the YouTube channel. Uh, We're going to continue on with a few more names here on the podcast. If you're on the YouTube channel, please make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, let us know about our tight end free agency takes. Make sure you tune into our Instagram and Twitter as well. I'll be writing bios for the players that we've discussed and uh, make sure you tune on to our podcast for the rest of this episode, wherever you're listening. And until then, YouTube, we'll catch you next time on the TCK pod. Podcasters, let's keep rolling here. We got a couple names and we'll cut you loose. Uh, Tyler Eifert, Blake Jarwin, Jason Witten, Darren Fells, and a few others. Um, I do have player bios here. I'm going to run through them very quickly uh, for sake of time here, and then you can check out, again, the player bios when we post up to Instagram. First up, Tyler Eifert, 43 catches, 436 yards, three tight ends. He will be 30 years old, somehow still just 30 years old, just like Jordan Reed, pretty surprising there, and Eric Ebron, a lot younger than I thought he was. Eifert feels like he's been in the league and hurt for a decade, which – kind of has uh, but surprisingly he's actually played all 16 games in 2019 for the first time in his entire career At, before that he played 15 1 13 8 2 and 4 games respectively from 2013 to 2018 he posted his best numbers across the board since um ebron-esque breakout in 2013 uh, when he collected 13 receiving touchdowns the Bungles have a few big decisions to make this offseason. We've already talked about Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, the first overall pick in the NFL draft, et cetera. Uh, Eifert won't be the top priority for the Bengals, uh, but I think he could be a great bring back, although I do think it makes sense for Eifert and the Bengals to cut ties and just get a fresh start in a two-tight uh, end scheme. Um, I think the Colts would be great if he were to fill up 
uh, Ebron's um, position there as a secondary tight end for the often injured also uh, Jack Doyle. Um, I think Eifert would be great with the Colts, Seahawks, Patriots, Bills, somebody else there. Um, it's been a while since we've talked about Tyler Eifert as far as fantasy goes, but I still think he's got the ability, still young as a tight end. Do you think there's any promise left with Tyler Eifert? Yeah, I mean, I think there is if he stays healthy. That's the big thing. Um, you can say that with everyone, but for some players, it really is that. Um, one name or one team here that we really haven't talked about this because I don't think – they obviously don't have the money, and I don't think they're going to be huge players in tight end or just in kind of free agency in general is the Steelers, actually. I kind of see – I don't know. I kind of see something with that there just because they kind of need all the help they can get because, I mean – a whole other conversation, but who knows if Big Ben's even going to be playing next year, stuff like that. So they just kind of need to create safety blankets forever is playing quarterback. Um, but I think the Patriots do make sense. Um, kind of pairing like a Hollister and him, that makes sense. Two threats just to have. But I think really any team, I don't really think a team's like looking to go get Eifert. Seattle could make sense. Buffalo could make sense. Like they're really, there's not going to be a big market for him. He's just going to kind of fill in whatever team thinks they could use a backup or a complimentary tight end. So that not much fantasy value unless, I don't know. I mean, no matter how high he gets, if he goes to like the Patriots or something, I'm not going to draft him anyways just because he gets injured so much. But yeah, I don't see his value shooting up very much. Cool. Let's jump into two of the Cowboys uh, dual tight end options, Blake Jarwin and Jason Witten. Uh, both uh, free agents, Jarwin, a restricted free agent, and Jason Witten, unrestricted free agent, and we've heard a lot uh, about him. But I'll jump into Jarwin first, 31 catches, 365 yards and three touchdowns. He's just 25. Jason Witten, 63 catches, 529 and four touchdowns. He will be 38. We'll start with Jarwin. With Jason Witten most likely leaving Dallas uh, for either the broadcasting or return to another team, it leaves room for Jarwin to return to the Cowboys. Uh, he doesn't block very much, uh, but he could definitely add another weapon for Dak in what should be already one of the best uh, offenses in the league overall. So I personally think Blake Jarwin is the guy they bring back among many other free agents for the Cowboys. As far as Jason Witten, after spending 2018 in the booth with Monday Night Football, as we already alluded to with my man Boogs, uh, he did return to the Cowboys uh, for another season last year. Um, and honestly, he was pretty consistent and along the same lines as the rest of his career, although no longer flashy uh, or very good for anything more than a 12-yard curl for a first down or an out route in the end zone. Uh, he's been a reliable option for Dak and the boys and Tony Romo, of course, for a million years in Dallas. Uh, there's talks of him following longtime coach Jason Garrett, who is now with the Giants. Um, and I think if he does play, that happens. Um, I personally think that Jason Witten is out of Dallas. He goes to the Giants or the booth. I think they keep Blake Jarwin. Lucas, what do you think the Cowboys do at tight end? If they're smart, they would keep Blake Jarwin because the dude can play. He just Based, hasn't really yeah. been unlocked yet. I agree. But if they sign Amari Cooper and Byron Jones and waste all their money, they're not going to be able to because he is – I think he's going to get an offer that is out of the comfort range of what the Cowboys want to give him just because – I mean, obviously, people watch film. People notice this stuff. They could see the potential there. Um, the spot I really like is, like, kind of a Hunter Henry replacement if he leaves the Chargers. Mm, I like that. Just, I mean, he's kind of – obviously not the same player, but it, it would make sense. Um, Similar. version of him. Yeah, and he yeah. hasn't had injury history really ever. He would – I don't know if he'd be, like, a huge fantasy value by any means, but, like, he would just kind of be there his whole career um, and just be, kind of be solid. I want the Cowboys to keep him because I think that will 
keep the – I mean, like, I don't know. He's better than Jason Witten's what he did last year. Like, he can do that plus more. So, it just makes sense to keep him. Um, Witten's gone. He's taking Booger's job for sure. We're gonna start, that one's locked and loaded. Um, I don't know about Greg Olson. But, yeah, I mean, I hope Jarwin stays. But I think the Chargers would be really cool. Um, Bears could potentially get him because that would kind of make sense as well. Um, yet again, Patriots, but we'll kind of see how it plays out. But Jarwin can play. So if you're in a dynasty league, go ahead and uh, scoop. I mean, if you're not even in a league where you play tight end premium, I'm sure he's on your waivers right now. So just go grab him before uh, the free agency. You can probably sell him for higher afterwards. Blake Jarwin is 13 years younger than Jason Witten. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think Blake Jarwin's the dude and uh, Jason Witten moves on regardless. So Jerry's got a lot of, Jerry has a lot of decisions to make this season. Uh, I just, I'm not sure Blake Jarwin's going to be one of them, but could be cheap. I mean, they might be able to get him for a buck or, you know, a million or two. I mean, Jason Witten was 2 million last year. They can get Blake Jarwin for that after 650 K. I'm sure he would, he would sign in a heartbeat. So we'll see what happens there. Last name really quick, and then I'll buzz off a couple other ones. Um, last bio, Darren Fells, uh, 34 catches, 341 yards, seven touchdowns. He'll be 34 as well. Um, not a sexy name, but definitely productive last year. Uh, Fells is not going to make any flashy impact anywhere, but he's massive, 6'7", 270. 6'7", 270. Set career highs across the board for Houston, his fourth team since 2014. One of those career highs was seven receiving touchdowns, which was – third among tight ends behind only Mark Andrews with 10 and Jared Cook with nine. He's a quality blocker and receiver when utilized. He's worth a deep roster spot in uh, fantasy leagues, regardless of the landing spot as tight ends boost fantasy production at the tight end position tremendously, as we mentioned multiple times. However, he doubled uh, basically all of his career best in 2019. So his floor is pretty much unplayable historically. Um, more risk than reward, I think. Uh, but again, tight ends uh, scoring is just so valuable. So with him being six seven and the largest one of the largest targets in the entire NFL, I think he's a, a deep roster grab. Again, a perfect uh, maybe a fall cheap guy for uh, the Patriots on a one or two year contract. Patriots, Bills, Bears could go back to the Texans as well. Um, we'll see what happens with Darren Fells. Not sexy, but just a, a reliable source. I thought I'd bring up. For any of you guys still listening, LeBron James is 6'8", 250, to put that into perspective. That's how big he is. Um, I think he goes back to the Texans. I think the Texans really, really tapped his potential of fantasy potential because he's been good his whole career, like in terms of football. But fantasy potential, I think he really saw what he could be. He uh, he was a tight end one for freaking who knows how long. He, I mean, what did, Do you know what he finished in terms of tight end, full point PPR? I don't. I did not look it up. I'm, it had to be. It was close to a tight end one, if not a tight end one. But, yeah, I think he returns to the Texans. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, he could be – I don't know. I don't want to say, like, we're going to be drafting him next year, but he could be worth a waiver one-week start here and there if we mention, like, starts of the week and stuff like that. But I think Texans just get him back just because it worked for them and they kind of have limited cap too. Yeah, I totally agree. And basically – you know, the, the biggest thing to take away what Lucas just said is essentially what we're saying is that Darren Fells is LeBron James. And, yeah, that's and true. therefore, uh, therefore should be on your fantasy teams. Uh, I'm looking it up right now here. Uh, let's see. Darren, Darren Fells, oof, all the way down there at uh, tight end 17, um, 6.9 points per game. That's what killed him. 
but he did have, he did have some big ones there. So uh, he was just about 10 off of being in the top 10. So um, Darren Fells, not a sexy name, but reliable. I just want to mention that real quick. I'll end off with a couple other names, just like we do at every other position. Some guys who, you know, they're, they're out in the pasture as of right now, but they could definitely get a good opportunity through free agency and reemerge. Biggest one for sure, Vance McDonald. We, I didn't do a breakdown on him because it's the same thing every year. Talent through the roof, still young, has all the potential, hurt AF, worried about him. Charles Clay, a little bit older, but definitely a great option for a two QB system. Luke Wilson, uh, another name who could potentially uh, emerge if we needed in injuries. Ricky Seals-Jones, a lot of potential, but he's inconsistent. Nick Vanette, another name who could potentially uh, reemerge himself. And Ross Dwelly, who many may not know. I just know him because he's a 49er and I pay attention to the Niners more than everybody else. But um, he filled in for uh, George Kittle t- uh, for two games. He wasn't crazy, but he definitely has the potential. He never really got a chance behind Kittle. But Ross Dwelly is another guy that he could potentially um, get an option there. I think he probably stays in San Francisco there. But uh, just a handful of names. So, again, our tight end free agents for going into 2020, Hooper, Henry, Ebron, Olsen, Hollister, Eifert, Jarwin, Witten, Fells, McDonald, Clay, Wilson, Seals-Jones, Vanette, and Dwelly. Lucas, before we get out of here, any final comments on the tight end position and free agency? Um, just to kind of how I started off, yes, one of these guys will be playing with Tom Brady. Um, let us know down below if you're still listening. Or not down below, we're on the podcast. So let us know who you think that's going to be, uh, Instagram, Twitter, any of that stuff. Um, I'm excited. I think this is going to be – obviously, we're still going to be drafting George Kittle in round two, round three next year because that worked this year. But I think this is going to be a good free agency for a lot of uh, value and – projections to kind of change because there's a lot of that can happen compared to obviously in past years normally there's never any good tight end so let us know who you think all these guys are going to go to i totally agree man thank you so much for keep listening all the way to the end if you want to flash back to our youtube channel of course on the first half there make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel we're brand new so we definitely appreciate the new subs and make sure you leave a comment as well uh, to boost and let us know what your thoughts are on the guys that we covered and of course make sure you leave a rate and review for the podcast as well And until next time, we will check you out on the TCK pod. That'll do it for this episode. If you've gained any value, please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel and leave a rate and review for both. Also, give us a like and follow on our social media, visit our ever-evolving website, and don't be afraid to shoot us a DM so that we can help you one-on-one. You can find all those links in the description. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.